Welcome to Dice and Suffering, home of more chaos than we have dice. And we have a lot of dice. Dice and Suffering presents The Black Lotus Gambit, Episode 6 The Price of Life. Beyond thought. That's not oh. the intro, but it should be. <laughs> Hi, welcome back to Begone Thoss. Thoss. Thoss and suffering. Thoss and suffering. Oh, but greetings, mortals. I bid you welcome to Dice and Suffering and Apparently Thoughts. Our pre-recorded conversations always lead to very weird tangents, and I'm here for it. But no. As always, another heist. The final the final pair of Act Zero, Prologue, Beginning Bit. I don't know. It changes titles depending on where my brain is, so you know. Was is these wonderful pair, the the sibling duo who play the two most, I think, completely different characters. Which is perfect. Oh, Alex, who are you? Why are you here? I'm Riley, the Lurk, and I'm here because I was told to be here. Fair. I'll give you that. Barry, who, who are you? What have you done? I'm playing Mariella Ruby, the spider, and I'm here because you people just can't get rid of me. now. Just deal with it. I finally got Carrie out from under the sink, and now, I don't know, she's in a cupboard. She's in, in my bathtub. She's <laughs> hiding I'm in out. your microphone. Leave me in my closet alone. That's where I put my clothes. <laughs> your clothes and I live on the floor. The cats? I thought that was the cats! Damn! That's a huge fault. <laughs> God damn it. No, but we've technically had these two together, but we haven't had the beginning of you two together, so and I had this planned anyway before the trio heist got mildly startled by Chad needing to nip off for a bit. So gang squad fam. Do not it's all doubt. About <laughs> all about family tonight. All about luck. What the fuck? <laughs> For the benefit of the tape, I just lifted my arm on camera, and you just see this paw attached to it, because Lark is on my lap and attack attacking my jumper. That his that's his head. Bruh. Chill. Okay, get off my lap. I love you, but get in your bed and stop trying to eat my wrist. Thanks, pal. <laughs> I have no mouth, so I must I must feed. I've just got a mean side eye off of Izzy. <laughs> the animals are here and judging. Summary of this entire thing. But no, this episode of Blades in the Dark is Riley and Marielle doing shit. You'll see what shit it is in a minute. But before I get to that, you ended last time by going to 
meeting with a dimmer sister on a bridge over a river in Char Hollow and handing over some knockoff Iron Man repulsor kind of gun. Kind of bracelet thing that, you know, was slowly burning into Riley's skin. <laughs> Riley being the definition of the this is fine meme. I'm in immense pain. <laughs> but this is fine. Hello, it's been a few days since then. You guys are actually due to essentially open your, like, start your Black Lotus ring in a few days' time. So, you know, yay drugs. You've got kind of the suppliers in agreement. You've got kind of the, the area, the warehouse next door to the Sparkcraft workshop you've been working out of is set up such that it's kind of it's like a greenhouse, but blacked out. So, you know, you can't see all the illegal drugs going on inside. Because that would be really obvious for the blue coats, and they're not that dumb. I know we think it, but, you know, even they're not that thick. But you two are in and around the shop for whatever reason. And before we kick off, because you were both in the last heist, you have two downtime to use. To clear harm, stress, work on any long-term project you want, start a new one. The gang currently has set up front as a long-term project, which is a 16-piece clock by the looks of it. 16 or 12, one of the big ones. And you know, if you're if you need to go get some new materials or whatever, you can do that. So I'll start with Alex. What will Riley do with their time? I have, I have level one harm, which I should get rid of. Okay. Yeah. So because you guys have Dr. Brian, thanks Matt for that name, and the option he chose was you get two dice to roll for healing rolls. Uh, five in the two. Take the five. That's two segments of the clock. So you can use your other one to try and clear that harm entirely, or you can do stress, or you can do projects. I'm going to try and clear the clock. Right, another 2d6, please. I got that. That's a one in the five. Okay, so that's another two that clears your level one harm. Gone. Poof. What was it, by the way? Uh, magical burn. Ah, uh, yes. You had a mild burn rather than the ouchy, ouchy, scorchy, scorchy, which you were heading towards. Just good. I literally have an old clock on this, like, clock tracker I'm using called Melty Riley <laughs> that was nearly full. <laughs> Oh. You need to get rid of that. I know, no, no. Not relevant anymore. Well, one quick thing. Mm -hmm. uh, how did. I'd say you have to use downtime to get rid of stress as well, so like separately to harm. Yep. Okay, we'll do, deal with that next time. That's a problem hence, for the future. Hence why they become like a balancing act. Because it's do you take the risk of losing your progress on your harm clock by choosing to reduce stress? etc. It's 
a bit more, it's a bit crueler than other TTRPGs in what you can do to look after yourself. Marielle, what would you like to do? Mm. Well, first off, as I seem to do every time I have downtime, I would like to train. All right. Oh, training. <laughs> Mariella busts out those tiny blue weights. All right. I just like filling in the little boxes. How many do you have filled in right now? Uh, three. Yeah, after Tuesday, I might. Depending on... I'm going to go back and review how people have approached their problems. And award XP based on that, so you might get to do the first improvement. Nice. <laughs> get on my level, bitches. And your other one? Hmm, do I be selfish and reduce stress? How many stress do you have? Only two. <laughs> You run the risk of overindulging. Hmm. In that case, I'd like to work on a project. Current project that the group has that you can work on is to set up the front for your business, which I believe is hookers. Yes. You lot chose. Yeah, this is my life. Which has three pieces in it right now. Okay. Or you can start a new one. And do get them hookers else. in. Get them hookers in, all right? I guess you're going to go look for potential applicants. Sure. Mariella puts on a fur coat and a pimp cape. Heads yeah, Mariella goes to pimp row <laughs> to, pi to pick up some gals and guys, because, you know, people go both ways. Oh, yeah. And I guess this is this is some sort of charisma role. So consort, sway, what do you have dots in? I have two dots and consort. So let's do consort then. Which is so two d six. Uh, that's off to a good start. That's a four and a five. Hey, take the five. Yay! <laughs> two segments. You're making progress. I guarantee that's going to be full by the end of Tuesday because. Both Matt and Chad are going to be like, I will put everything into this. I was kind of hoping it meant I could pick up five people and bring back two men, two women, and a clown. People are into clowns. <laughs> oh, not a clown! <laughs> the clown gets stabbed on the way back. Mariella just walks in with people under each arm. Mariella walks in with like two guys, two gals under each arm, and you just hear a distant <laughs> as the clown passes away. Yes, there was a clown, but there was also an unfortunate accident where he fell on a knife several times. In an alleyway where no one was looking. Only occurs of your business skills. <laughs> but I'm a in banker. The meantime, no, okay. in, the, in the meantime, I made you a little like name badge that says Pimp. Pimpin. Pimp. I'm gonna put that on the list. Big bar chat says pink. Wow. Right, that's on my sheet. This is about how I expect. Yes. As you may remember from last time, you did have two helpers called Nate and Pate. Pate is dead. 
he got shot quite badly by that. Well, his head got exploded by the um, magical artifact he moved last time. So now it's just Nate who kind of moves around. He's a, he's very sad. Oh. He still turns up to work, but he's kind of like morosely helping build things. Like he's currently trying to build a stripper pole and like a stage, but he's just occasionally crying into his nails. Normal days. So we have a, the nails. a crying <laughs> a crying handyman. Four very confused people who have become hookers now. One of whom was apparently a banker. He's now wearing a tiger skin like speedo or something. It suits him surprisingly. Oh no. Two of them look fairly happy with this. And one of the other girls is just kind of arms folded in the corner going, I'll work the door, but I ain't dancing. She's going to be the most popular, I can tell. I can't dance. You don't actually have to dance. You just kind of have to flash your nunu at them. How long did that take? <laughs> How long? It's been, what, 15 minutes? This is where I am in life. Sorry. I wish Matt was here. That's how far you've sent me. Oh, well, I'll leave then. Bye. Okay, bye. <laughs> Wait, no, you're you're the host. Oh, God. I'm gone. I'm Matt. You want to see Matt? Steven! <laughs> Steven! It's a win. <laughs> For context, when we record these, because Matt hasn't quite figured out how Zoom works yet after a year, year and a half of using Zoom now or something, Kerry logs in as Matt so we can get permission to record. So we don't have to, like, it doesn't have to render on Matt's laptop and then get sent to us. So it means whenever Kerry turns off her camera, it just becomes Matt's profile picture. And that's mildly terrifying. <laughs> it's just the eyes. Isn't it a bit energy? They're just staring up. Like they see something next between Alex and I on the screen. Like something's there. Half I'm like half expecting to look up and see like a sleep paralysis demon on my ceiling or something. Just like trying to clean to the lampshades. <laughs> Get down from that chest. What have I told you about clinging to my lampshades? Yeah, uh, sorry about that. I say a lot of shit without really thinking about it. Oh, it's fine. It just took me by surprise. Maybe because I don't think anyone has ever used the phrase Nunu around me. <laughs> it's a habit I'm trying not to bring the to The Cornish much. are here. It's not even that. I just say really, really stupid shit without really thinking it through. You've met me, yes? Yes, I have. I end up doing the same, just more Scottish. <laughs> anyway, yes, one of... <laughs> The girl, I'll call her Amber. She is not happy with your request and is sulking by the door. The very nice door that Crowley won't shut the fuck up. Honestly, you think he'd marry that door? It'll be a beautiful wedding. 
<laughs> the bridesmaids are all just like wheelchairs. <laughs> what is yes, this? Yes, it's still the door. There's just a revolving door there. That... I think a revolving door is like the hooker for doors. Should we tell Chad on Tuesday that the door was destroyed? Oh God. <laughs> I mean, that's always an option. I should, have a, I should have a clock set up and the door gets murdered. Oh god, it's Chad. <laughs> and then Chad just kicks down the window like, what happened to my door? Nope, this is fine. Everything is fine. But plot, the thing we're meant to be doing, it's fine. Great in this. Speaking of said door, Kind of stomping. You can see from a distance. You're getting very used to people stomping up to your door and demanding things because such is life in Crow's Foot. And such is life now that you're reputable, reputable business owners, I say in quotations. So you're definitely not. You think the professor's off studying or, I don't know, doing his teaching job that he actually has, which is a weird thought. And Crowley's, I don't know, ogling some other doors at another building. But you can see storming up. Riley, you clock who this is right away because you saw him recently. Accompanying Rosalind. It's Stanton, her bodyguard. He's kind of, he's looking, he's looking at like a bit of paper that you assume has like an address written on it. By the way, he's looking around, kind of counting buildings on the street he reaches the door and he kind of looks at it sees how fancy it is kind of grunts and then hammers on it like Wiley you in? I'll open so I saw them through the window first yeah I'll, I'll just open the door for context for you Marielle stood in the doorway is a very beefy boy he's well built he has actually a chunk missing from what one of his lips that you think was either from a knife fight or a dog you're not sure and has almost black eyes they're like pitless so you're just like hmm Satan hello but he's like hey Riley can I come in I need to talk to you sure um just just ignore the the mess Mariela we got a guest no, we shut the door behind him as a let him in. Once he's in, just close over the door. Standing kind of looks at the weird, uh, like the four weird people and the sobbing man. He's just like, do you have a back room or something? Um, over there, I guess. The banker is currently like practicing his moves. The bank is like twerking in a corner. In his, I don't know, leopard print underwear, apparently. Two of them are examining the various costumes you have, and Amber is sat glaring at, is just glaring at Stanton for daring to walk in. I'll I'll find a back room then. We'll make makeshift back room if need be. You have a back room back room has always been intact it's where you guys stash like coin and resources and like your med kit and shit 
rest. It's just the front room that was initially destroyed that you've kind of made into an actual functioning place with windows and a door. So, you know, you don't freeze to death. I trust Stanton well enough to go in there with that stuff. So, go in there. Do you follow Mariella? Question, can I name the guy in the leopard skin? Yes, what do you want him to be called? Bertrude. Okay. Let's make them know that. Bertrude, the leopard underwear ex-banker Amber, the fully clothed grumpy door person and two unnamed people Beth and Jemima Who? Jeff and Jemima Jeff and Jemima Why not? And the clown I'll, give who... you, I'll give you George because we've had a lot of gifs and gifs and Yodgerts and Yodgerts. Jim and G Mimer. Jim and G. Jim and G Mimer. And I've written G Mimer as J E E M I M A. G Mimer. And his little buddy Jiminy Cricket. Yeah, but you can't see him. And the client who fell on the knife several times in the dark alleyway was called Lasagna. Rip Lasagna. <laughs> Rip Lasagna the clown. Oh, he had too many layers. <laughs> That's going to be so fucking confusing to the others. Please, can someone just send a gif of Lasagna or a gif yes. of a clown out of context? This is the benefit of doing these, like, e- either doing solo episodes or doing these heists is you just get the most random shit that no one understands I can't believe that's in my notes now forever <laughs> lasagna the clown rip lasagna the clown <laughs> yep fine Stanton like like gets led into the back room awkwardly perches on like a table it's like right We got a problem. When have we not? Let's let's be realistic. Sorry, I mean, yeah. I'm getting carried away. I don't mean like Rosalind's run off to the library without a bodyguard again. Or I don't know. Rosalind's decide Rosalind's pissed off her father again. It's more the fact that Rosalind's been missing for three days. We got a blackmail letter last night. Said it was from the Strangford family. Strangford is one of the Strangford is one of the council, the city council. He is also one he is also the captain, really, of well. Easiest way to phrase it is those who go and collect all of the. He's a leviathan hunter as well. So, like Hoxley, he goes out on those massive refinery ships and brings back leviathan blood, which is used to power 
the electromagnetic barrier that goes around the world. Not the world, the city. AKA the only thing keeping, the only thing that's keeping the ghosts and the general poison that is the outer wastelands between the cities from consuming you all and tearing you all to shreds. So, you know, fairly important job. So it's a bit, it's a bit odd that Rosalind, Rosalind's being held hostage by him because, I mean, as much as Rosalind's dad is a powerful noble, he's not part of the council. He's like one of the, he would potentially step up to take one of the positions if any of the families like died out horribly or had a massive scandal. But he's not active in it right now. He goes, they say they'll kill her unless her dad, boss man, contributes a large amount of coin towards their cause. Personally, I don't know what the fuck their cause is. I mean, he makes plenty of money with his Leviathan shit and with the city council, but... Problem is... You know Rosalind, she's occasionally, like, disappeared for several days. Mainly because she's, like, gone to, like, a hidden library to do research and fell asleep or something. It's not uncommon for her to disappear, which means the boss man ain't taking this seriously. He's refused to give me the money. He won't give me the coin. I've pulled together some of it on my own. And, well, I've... I may have taken a leaf out of your book and filched the rest from the boss. But... Obviously, he can't know that, and I need I need to get her back. As he said, they say they'll... Obviously, they say they'll kill her if we don't. And the handoff's today, and... Rosalind trusts you more than anyone. And apparently, her dad doesn't give enough of a shit about her to take this seriously. And you lot seem to be making a bit of a name for yourselves as dependable people capable of dealing with potentially the elite if some of the rumours I've heard about that party are to be believed no no consequences um I'm a, I'm a sneaky sneaky person did I hear Mariella sneaky sneaky up to the door to listen Mariella's in the room oh I've, I thought you came to listen to the conversation I teleported behind you I used misty step Mariella's under the table now. Just like, <laughs> I will open the door. <laughs> Mariella, are you in here? You turn around. Mariella's sat on a chair next to Stanton. Like, tell me more. <laughs> oh, I'm I'm sorry, Miss. I didn't introduce myself. I'm Stanton. I'm Lady Rosalind's bodyguard. Hmm. Mariella, charmed to meet you. You seem to have a good head on your shoulders. Hmm. I suppose it depends who you ask. I mean, that the main association I've had with your crew is that one, pointing at Riley. Oh. Who, you know, Rosalind likes, but they're both a bit of dunce sometimes. Oh, I wouldn't have quite put it like that, but... Eh. 
Misses don't pay me to speak nicely. Well, we need your help because you're a damn so better at talking than I am. Just takes practice. We've been through this. Yeah, but it's easier just to take it out of their pocket when they're not looking. Long-term project, teach Riley to speak. Riley, me no English good. When I get thrown into confrontation, I no longer go unga bunga. Riley, confused <laughs> unga bunga. Unga bunga? Uga wooga? Oogity boogity boo? Oogie woogie sookie? Eat us to us. I really want, you know, like SoundCloud does a thing where it's like, pick a section of your episode as like a preview for people. I'm just going to pick this. Confused Unga Bunga. Confused Unga Bunga. Do you know the Stranford family, Ariella? You seem posh and more connected. <laughs> and Riley know. died. <laughs> oh no. Um, would I know them? What is the question? Well, given your background and kind of the connections you have, you've not interacted with them directly, but you know a lot of people who've been on their staff. I know of them. Hmm. So we're going to have to deal with them because... We're doing this, and it's going to go 100% right. That is the plan. It, it, that's the only plan. It has to go right. Well, the way I see it is either we go to the handover and we try and sweet-talk our way into making sure this goes right. I guarantee they're going to ask for more coin than I have because say my first rodeo they do shit like that but obviously you don't want to give it to them otherwise they'll just repeat repeatedly take her and then do it again or we can try well I can play distraction for them during the handover slash prior to and you can sneak in and try and rescuer so we don't have to bother with the coin at all what sort of risk does that put you at though it's my job to be at risk so she isn't and right now I've failed my job she told me to take a night off and she got snatched sorry And a constant watch from these people considering the one night you take off they take her I don't know honestly because last month the last month there's been like a few dodgy people around and obviously there was that one time she got stabbed Riley you, you remember the, the, new, the fresh like stab wound in her shoulder you saw that's my theory seeing as it's just a bit too coincidental that they took her the second your back was turned I I agree it's too 
the timing of it's too spot on. But I mean, I ain't the high up planning guy. I'm kind of there for the muscle. I ain't. I don't know what the end game with this is, because I mean, why take her? Wait one. There's, there's some overarching plot thing that I I'm not privy to. Right. Where have, where have they asked you to meet him for the handover? Handover would be... Handover, they said, to do it in Kellens. Kellens is a pub in Char Hollow, which is, like, one of the oldest in the city that serves, like, traditional beers and ales from, like, the origin of the city. It's where, like, rich and poor go there. Like, you've both been there at some point in your lives. Basically, imagine a spoons, but massive and a bit more stabbing. That sounds like a spoons. Yeah. Okay, spoons at 2am. Spoon in Newport. Welcome to England. We have spoons. Facts. <laughs> this is world building. <laughs> now we, now we have a weather spoons in this world. There is a weather spoons in this world, but it's called Kellens. The Keller, the Keller Forks. <laughs> Does it have 10,000 stairs to the toilet? You don't remember. <laughs> sure, I gave up halfway down. It's always the thing of, does this descend to hell or to the bathroom? Let's find out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 46 stairs in and I need to pee. I'm sure the pee will have evaporated by the time I get to the bottom. <laughs> Prop. Now, the handovers in Callan's, or you can try and grab her directly. I guess they wouldn't be dumb enough to hide her at the um, Strangford estate. Because, I mean, literally anyone would notice that. But she might be some, she might be somewhere in with all with the Bloodhunter fleet. Because they're docked here at the moment, whilst the other one's out. That makes things difficult issues for them. More difficult than it could be. Where are these people? The Leviathan Bloodhunter crew. Or. Yeah. The Strangfords. The Bloodhunter people. Bloodhunter people are essentially well, they're just the people that go out and collect the blood, really. They are crews. It's like Hoxley. Hoxley is first mate on one of these ships. Hmm. So it's basically a bunch of sa- it's a combination of sailors, navigators, there are a few whispers who are very good with dealing with demons and technicians who all go out. There's normally like 25 to a vessel that go out and go on these long trips and come back with fuel. Strangford is one of the captains. Um, How long is it till this handoff? Uh, I mean, right now it's nearing 
So we're in not ninth bell in the morning. They wanted the hand off at fourth bell. So we've got a few hours. Might be worth me sneaking around the Blood Hunters area, see if I can see her before, so we know if it's there or not. I ain't stealthy, I'm just the muscles, so I'll go where you point me, honestly. That would probably be better off just being me, to be honest. I know it's a massive risk, but it's it's what I've done my whole life. You can't go getting yourself killed too, or Rosalind will kill me. She'll come back as a ghost and she'll haunt my ass. I'm not really planning on a rescue there and then. That's more... Just so we can knock off a location, maybe, or mark the location. I'm going to leave this in your hands. I'm going to go try and see if I can get the boss to get his fucking head on straight about this. But I'll be over. It's either I'll be in the house talking to the boss and you know where Rosalind's ass is, or I'll be over by the Kellens waiting for the drop-off. So, thank you for this, though, both of you. She deserves better than him. And Stanley kind of nods his head at both of you with respect, opens the door, sees Bertrude, like, twerking in the corner and is like, looks at the floor and, like, walks out looking at the floor. Yes, that means Bertrude needs to improve his form. Anton shouts over his thing, I'm not into men. <laughs> you don't have to be to appreciate someone's work. Get him a tighter pair of underwear then. They're falling down right now. Mariella takes out a tiny notebook and makes notes. <laughs> <laughs> tighter undies for Bertrude. Tighter undies for Bertrude. Mariella's short next project is going to be like procure a sewing machine. Oh, hell yeah. Followed by produce sexy underwear. Ariella makes the world's first, I don't know, those novelty elephant trunk pants. Mariella Mariella makes the world's first G-string. Everyone else, what the fuck is that? Mariella creates a thong. Everyone else, why? (laughs) Nobody appreciates art. (laughs) Everyone appreciates me. Oh, lasagna would have looked great in a G-string. Anyway, Stanton has left. He has exited stage right, pursued by his overwhelming guilt. And also a bear. (laughs) There's no bear. It's okay. Rough. There's another clown, but, you know, apparently they're everywhere. Everywhere you go, it just thwap, 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 (laughs) thwap. Rest in peace, lasagna, gone but not forgotten. <laughs> You'll look out the window later and there'll just be a clown parade where it's just oh, loads oh. of clowns coming out of like the funeral casket. Mariella looks through the curtain. Mariella shuts the curtain. Mariella bolts the door. <laughs> Carly, who's touching my fucking door? It's, do you want to get murdered by the gang of clowns? No, so shut up. 
Maybe I should make a group. There's all these gangs in this city. Maybe I'll make a gang of murder clowns. <laughs> Maybe that'll be the antagonist. Or they'll just drive up to our door in their mini car and 17 will get out of the mini car. <laughs> Uh, as they squeak the horn, a blade shoots out from it. For the thematic purposes, can they play insane clown posse songs over, I don't know, horns or something? I only know one I mean, song. I'm here for this. <laughs> and also, anytime they do anything, it's accentuated with symbols for no reason. We've it's just constantly, it's just constantly snare, just <laughs> snare and hi hat, just like. <laughs> <laughs> Caitlin makes serious world. Me and Alex, let there be clowns. <laughs> let there be clowns. <laughs> clouds in bikers and leopard panties. <laughs> no, on the fourth day, draw, let there be I clowns. I draw the line at that fucking point. <laughs> on clowns and panties. Yes, that is the line. We didn't think we'd find it, but I found it. Yeah, draw a clown in some panties. <laughs> no, Carrie. Yes, Harry. I am not making that the thumbnail for one of these episodes, or I will get fucking banned. Sad honking voices. <laughs> oh, gosh. I'm just going to send Why Are the Clowns in Panties to the chat with no context. That's just going to be like, what the actual fuck is wrong with you lot? It's like, jury's still out. <laughs> gonna be like poor chad opening the egx chat just to see ganassi burner look just because i'm not a lot not a lot of blood flows through my veins anymore okay <laughs> you die enough times it's like it ain't gonna happen good we've discussed the warlock squad and their somewhat bodily function slash sexual habits it's been a good day they both have erectile dysfunction but for different reasons <laughs> Alex can Avery tell that Varian's a bottom? Because <laughs> apparently Damien can. <laughs> Damien looks over and is like, yeah, you're a bottom. It's easy, you could tell. Varian is concerned, but also at the same time not that fast. I mean, Damien is so painfully ace, it's hilarious. <laughs> when it's the like, pain Do not touch me with affection, mortal. I mean, when the painfully ace one can tell it, it must be really fucking telling. <laughs> He's so painfully ace, it's ridiculous. Oh. Bot. Sessions. The, the Boy, blades. So <laughs> I love it, though. <laughs> Stanton has left. Your options, as you've seen them, and feel free to add additional ones, are you can go to the trade and try and talk your way through it, or you can go try and find wherever Rosalind's being held and break her out early. Riley suggested potentially doing some recon. Mariella, you do know some people that work for Strangford, so maybe you have the contacts to talk to, or I don't know, you can go stand on a roof and yell and see what happens. Much as part of me wants to be like, yeah, standing on the roof and yell at people. Not in weird voice. 
Ran is here to yell. Yes, Ran would enjoy yelling. I think going and talking to them would probably be the best option. Communication. Madness. The thing we don't do in any other campaign. <laughs> Communication is not a key skill bar as in D&D. It is not. So much communication. You could have avoided so many fights in my campaign. This is kind of open play before we go into which of the two options you pick. Because when once you pick, once you kind of agree to one of those options, I'll roll the engagement roll for it. So this is free play essentially. What would you like to do? Uh, out of character talk, carry. What do you think of our options? How boned are we on a scale of one to ten? <laughs> we're very boned. We're, we're so no. boned they had to, we're so boned they had to make a Netflix adaptation of it. Wow, we are really boned. Also, I drew lasagna in a pair of panties. Excuse <laughs> <laughs> me, I'm gonna go for a extreme. The beautiful. <laughs> I hate it. <laughs> so it literally looks like a Mario. Excuse me, one moment. <laughs> Do you think the chat would like to see it? Oh. <laughs> we're going to off the rest. Yeah, my bad. <laughs> oh god. I feel like it got bad when I used the phrase Nunu as a euphemism and it just went downhill from that. <laughs> right, so Riley's going to do some sneaky sneak. Right, I am going to go off and do sneaky sneak near the Blood Hunters area then. Probably biggest mistake of my life, but why not? It does lead to an interesting question of are you going to. Are you going to the. Act, the docks with the actual boats, or are you going to the blood refinery actual factories? Oh, that is a great question. I feel like... See, there's two things. The factories are a lot busier and someone might notice it. But at the same time, the boat's probably more secluded. But on the boat would be easier to hear her. Theoretically, you could have time for both, but you are putting yourself at more risk. I'm going... I think I'm going to go with the factory. I feel like that just seems more logical than the boat. Dokily, dokily. My sneaky gear goes on and I go sneaky sneak. Time for the sneaky sneak. So you're going to go do that. Mariella, is there anything you want to do apart from draw more clowns? I see you. I'll draw a Bertrude next. <laughs> I mean, without really knowing where this person is, which is, I assume, what's what Riley is trying to find out. It kind of seems pointless to moving ahead until we know where she is. Yeah, you can wait till Riley's 
found some stuff. I wasn't sure if he had anything else he wanted. Mariella will drink wine and coach the dancers. Sure. <laughs> I'm just gonna roll. I'm gonna roll to see how well they listen to your teachings. It's a three. They're shit. Their coordination is all over the place. One of them like almost trips into the door. They ain't ready for Broadway. Give us about six years. Well, you know. God's sake, Bertrude, pull your pants up. But you said hip thrust. <laughs> There's a point. We kind of need you to get the crowd excited before you start flapping your saggy cheeks at them. They're not saggy. Trying to think before like I say things. <laughs> and over to Riley. Ha ha! Quick, run away! Run away from the problem. Okay, you're going to the factories. You've gone to one of the refinery factories, which is, you know, there are several small private. There's a couple public ones, but in general, this is a private dominated industry by the various captains of the vessels. Strangford, obviously, as the big the big kahuna, the big honcho, has like the fanciest ones. There's a couple run by a Lady Clave, who also captains a separate ship. And there's one by Lady Ankayat, which is actually Hoxley's captain. You've kind of arrived at one of Strangford's You've gone for one of the less popular ones. Because, I mean, if you're going to hold a random teenager hostage or a random young woman hostage. How old is Riley in this? 22. Yeah, and I'd put Rosalind at about 24. So, Young woman. Hostage, you wouldn't really go for, like, the big popular ones because someone will well there's spies from everyone in these places so you gonna get busted the first things first to get eaten you'll need to prowl i'm good at prowl i have two yes, dots you are. So just... as always you can push yourself to gain an extra die but you will take two stress or you can request a devil's bargain at any point I'm I'm gonna I've got two stress already, so I'm gonna hold off on the stress for the main thing if I need it. Indeed. So two D six take the highest, isn't it? Indeed. Okay. My dice want me to succeed, because that is a double six. As a critical success. Which means everything works, happiness is eternal. Long live the king. I don't know. There isn't a king here. This is a democracy, technically. It's really not, but you know. And let's not get into politics. We've got a kidnapping to deal with. You become the knight. You essentially watch this place for about half an hour just to get an idea of how well secured it, secured it is. No, you watch the patrols and you essentially you manage to walk behind one of the patrols for a good minute 
before you slip through an open door. It's like one of those bits where you walk perfectly in time with their footsteps so they don't hear an additional set of footsteps. If anyone was watching, it would be very impressive. But the whole point is no one's watching. You get in. This is... You don't understand a lot of the equipment in this room because Leviathan blood distilleries are very complicated things that, you know, common thieves, I mean, anyone who doesn't work at them don't really get, aren't privy to the secrets of their function. There's a lot of, you know, like, um, it's the easiest way to phrase this. You know, like in Willy Wonka where they have those like mad beakers and like tubes that connect to different colors. It's like that, but with blood and smoke and spooky. You know, it could be a world of your imagination, but it's more a world of your horrible nightmares. There's a permanent stench of iron. And the occasional, you know, horrific pain screech as someone gets scalded by the various hot machines. Health and safety is not a priority here. You're on one of the upper gangways looking down. There's about three levels to this place. This level seems to be... This level seems to be for the end part of the production. It's kind of being set into... The way they store... They basically condense it into little cubes that they then store inside glass containers. It's very... It's like obsidian glass, so it's a lot stronger than it looks. And then those are implanted into the various power sources around the city. So you're kind of at the... You're near... You're near where the obsidian glass is molded. So there's a lot of people doing, like, glass blowing to make these little cube things that the Leviathan blood will go into. It's very impressive. Like, if you ever... Side note. Glass blowing is very fucking impressive. So you're on the top gangway. There's about 15 people kind of milling around. No one notices you before you are the night. There's two or three like official guard slash supervisor people, but it's mostly glass blowers and people wearing giant mittens to like gently lower the materials into each other. And big bad bags of sand because that's how you make glass. <laughs> What do? Any like any noticeable rooms off to the side on the walls or anything? Study or survey. What am I better in? I have one button survey, so that's one dice roll, isn't it? Yes. Free. That's a failure. So you spot a bunch, but they're all they're all like annoyingly lit up. They're all very brightly lit and regularly people walk past, so it's not like you have time to go over and pick a lock. I don't think there's anything else I can do in here, thinking off the top of my head. Yeah, don't think there's anything else I can do in here. So I'll make my way out. Prowl. 
No one. One last thing. Um, no one looks suspicious around here, do they? Like no one looks like they're possibly hiding a stolen person hostage. With that three, you have no idea. Okay. Yeah, I'll move on then. So Ralph, what's get out, please. Okay, that like a double six. Fucking hell. You get out again flawlessly, for you are the knight. All hail. Congrats, you've snuck into a building, saw absolutely nothing, and snuck out again. That's just not the nice work, unfortunately. Do I have time to go look at this ship? Yeah, if you want. Alright. Since you didn't do very much here. The ship... Uh, you have kind of four options of ships. There's the massive one, the rundown one, like the abandoned one, the Gorgon, where you met Hoxley in the first place. The one Hoxley actively serves on, which is the Broken Spear. And one that's more of a public one. So fancy, public, Abandoned Hoxley. Try. See, Palmy says the abandoned one might be worth looking in, but Palmy also thinks that's too obvious. So I'm going to try the massive ship. The fancy one? Yeah. Right. You get to this one and it is bloody enormous. It's like these things are massive anyway because they have these massive spears on the front that are used to like harvest blood from the Leviathans and there's massive engines pouring out smoke. This one's like shining silver. It's clearly just been like fully cleaned, so the grime of the desert isn't on it anymore. There's shouting from all the crew as they're loading up supplies, people going up and down the gangways. There's people leaving out of the various portholes and yelling at each other. Like, hey, Derek, where'd you, where'd you put, where'd you put my pickaxe? Where do you think I put your pickaxe? And so on. It's very active. What would I like to do? I think you're going to sneak on in, take a look around. Or attempt to. Okay, Prowl. And then I need you to tell me which deck you're trying to look around on. Top deck, middle deck, bottom deck. Is there like a captain quarters on the top deck? Indeed. Yeah, try the captain's quarters, I think, first, anyway. Oh, check. Uh, the high was a five. Success with the complication. You get on, no problem. You kind of just follow some people who are lifting cargo. But as you're following them, one of the other guys notices you're not carrying anything and kind of dumps a bunch of, um, a bunch of like rope and stuff into your arms and is like, put that in the storeroom and then walks off. So now you have an armful of supplies and you're like, but you are near the captain's quarters or what you assume is it because it's, it's a door that is fancier than Crowley's. 
wanted to nick this door at some point. It's got like um, gold interweaved into it. You need like empty crates as I'm walking along the deck. There's a bunch of barrels that maybe you could stuff this in. As as I approach bow, I'm just gonna make sure no one's like overly watching and just boop into a barrel. With the broken stuff. And call that finesse. Finish my other go to start. Uh six and my low is a one. Do you have dice in that? Two dots. Yeah. Okay, nice. then we take the six, that's fine. You just kind of you kind of sweep open a barrel, notice it's full of water, chuck the rope in anyway, and then shut it. So you know, well done, you've contaminated their water supply. <laughs> Good job. Also, a really wet rope now. Things I didn't expect to say this morning. Along with clown in panties. Thankfully, I give these fairly, like, descriptive names of what's happening. So I don't have to use a phrase like that in the title. Times and delightful undergarments coming your way. <laughs> Entertainment and undergarments. Maybe that's what you should call this hooker group. This strip, this strip club you're setting up. I mean, if we had lasagna in it, it could have been called like honk honk panties on or something. Clowns have layers. Welcome to Clown World. Clown Town. Clown Town. Clown Town. Or maybe like, I don't know, Sheet It's the Cops. Alex, think of a good name for their hooker place. All submissions on my desk by 9am. Submission by 9am. I give Kerry evil homework and I give you clown hooker club name homework apparently. I think I've been doing my evil homework quite well. You have. You're currently doing extra credit. I'm so proud. (laughs) I will be quiet again. (laughs) No, you are outside the captain's quarters now. If you want to pick the lock to get in, because the door is locked, you can do that. Uh, it's a finesse roll, isn't it? To pick a lot. Finesse or tinker, depending on what you're trying. As it happens, I have two dots in both, so. Uh, finesse, I guess? What you want? You can take a devil's bargain, you can take stress so it works, or you can just roll those two. And what stress do you gain by taking stress? By taking an extra die, too. Um, I'll add stress. Why not? So I'll do. Okay, take two stress, get an extra die. Uh, that might have been handy because that's a two, a two, and a six. Take the six. Mark down your additional stress. How many do you have in total now? That's fine. Just don't get to nine. <laughs> Otherwise, you'll be traumatized. Which isn't, you know, a game breaker. It's just we add an additional thing and you're like, oh no. 
basically just makes your character unhinged. Which, you know, most of my characters are anyway. What does that say about me? <laughs> no. Your words don't mind. Well, I did make a brand called Dice and Suffering. <laughs> we emphasize the suffering here. Door goes click. Pull out the lovely lockpicks that Rosalind got you. Kind of swing open the door. Glance around. It's a fairly nice cabin. There's a big four-poster bed with like very nice sheets. You'll say like, I wish I could live on that bed, honestly. Because it's definitely worth more than you've ever looked at in your life. There's a big desk in the corner, like this dark oak, and an impressive looking chair. You know, like those wooden carved chairs that have like forest patterns on them on the back. It's one of those. It's a whole bunch of like shipping, well, shipping forecasts, inventory, potential weather, Leviathan bloodstock, etc. There's a few like personal notes and things you can make out. And there's like a door to the side where you assume the bathroom is. And there's a little cubby bit in the corner where there's like a tray of whiskey and some comfy chairs with the bookcase behind it. What would you like to look at? Okay, shut the door behind me. So obviously I'm not gonna leave it open. Um I'm going to go look at the paperwork. Which bit? See if there's any... Like, personal stuff. See if there's any, like, hidden notes or anything about where Rosalind might be. Study or survey, please. Uh, study or survey. I have more points in survey, so I will roll a dice. Uh, five. Success with a complication. Kind of skim through the personal note. It's mostly about. It's mostly about the um. The actual, like trips they go on. The actual voyages. So there's a few logs. It's like our. Day seventy-two. The beasts are moving north. They seem to be migrating. It takes us longer to get out here every time, and then it kind of cuts off. Like day 78, we're almost back. We have 90% of the hall still intact. What happened to the other 10%? I'm not sure. And then it's like end of voyage. Then note saying, not entirely sure why we think this is a good idea, but my advisors say it's we have to take a chance and it's the best plan we have. It's safer to keep the asset on the ship rather than in a house or something because, well, houses are a bit less secure. Maybe one of the storerooms. I don't know. Thankfully, all the crew are loyal to me. And your complication is... The door handle starts moving. When you shut the door, did you kind of lock it on the inside as well? 
me Riley would have, but I didn't. Uh, uh, me as myself didn't actually state that. I'll give it to Riley just for sanity. So like, you can hear a key turning in a lock right now. I need to hide then, then I need to hide somewhere. Is there any window? Like, is there any windows? I, I don't actually know how modern these kind of ships are in this sort of setting. Is there it is like no slider? windows, windows on this fits? one because a lot of this ship is metal to protect from the elements, and glass is too flimsy. There's the bed, or there's. Is there any areas that look? Like, I can Bed, hide there. desk, other door, bookcase, and no behind the door. I'm gonna try behind the door. Alright, I'm gonna try behind the door in. Because why not? Okay, so you're going behind the door. Are you then going to try and go out immediately after? I'm gonna play this as it goes. I'm not gonna. Yeah, not. I'm gonna try and play this as it goes. See, see what he does. Like if, see how he goes. Like whether he walk. If he walks straight towards the desk, then I'm gonna try and sink my way through the door. But if he's standing too close, then I'm not gonna go straight away. All right. Let's see how it goes. Uh, you've said it now, so it's happening, but... Oh, I know. Riley slinks behind the door. And the door, like, swings open. You hear him, like, pull his keys out the door. Strides in, and then turns and shuts the door, revealing you. Because that is how walking into a room works, Alex! You are facing a six-foot-three, heavily-muscled seaman, who is... He doesn't have a captain's hat, he has kind of a... He has like a makeshift beret, like a military beret on. Short cropped hair. Dark, kind of... Dark stormy blue eyes. Quite dark skin. Calluses all over his hands, scars all over his arms. His... His arm muscles are like rip cords. They are ridiculous. Like he could choke you with one arm. And he's in his full captain's garb. But you kind you recognize from there's a small tattoo on his left bicep of it's it's like a weird combination of the city of Asalus's seal and like a makeshift drawing of a leviathan. These things aren't, leviathans aren't very well documented in their appearance because originally when they were, they were deemed too horrifying for the general public. So there's not that many drawings of them around in public writings, but you recognize it. And he kind of sees you kind of pauses and the door just kind of shuts quietly 
just kind of looks at you. It's like, is anyone going? Are you going to explain why you're in my cabin? Uh, what's that thing? Oh, flashback. Does that require stress? That requires stress. Depending on how complicated it is. Simple flashback is free. Slightly complex is one. Very complex is two. Anything higher, and I'd say no. What have I got planned? I can offer you a devil's bargain if you wish. I'm gonna have to because I don't know what I'm doing about this situation. Okay. You can get out of this room, but in doing so, you are going to take level two harm. Because in the time it takes you to fling open the door and run and get off this ship, he is going to hurl a knife at you. You won't take any stress, but you will be hurt. Yeah, I'll take the harm. As he asks the question to you, you kind of pause, glance at the door and realize it hasn't like shut and no, like some like front doors and things in British houses. When you shut it, it like locks. And you have to do like the weird twisty thing to get it to open again. You essentially fling the door open and I'm making him stagger a little bit because he wasn't expecting, you know, a massive fucking door to nearly hit him in the face. And you pelt it for the gangplank. And as you're just cresting over it, you hear like the whistle of a knife being thrown at you and you don't manage to move in time that you get. You get a deep cut as the blade goes across your back left shoulder muscle. So it's, it kind of briefly digs into the muscle and kind of jerks sickeningly before like clattering to the ground. So you have level two harm stab wound, which is not fun. And FYI for you, level two harm does mean that when you are trying to do things with that arm or with that condition, you are removing a dice from your roll. So say you tried to do finesse with that arm. If you did something that required two hands that counted as finesse, you'd only roll one die instead of two. You get back to the shop where Mariella is currently leading them in a 12-step dance. Like a staccato beat. Mariella's just like clapping. One, two, three, and turn, and dip, and twerk that butt. Are we making progress? Let's see. Yes! Moderate! Nice. That was a slight success, so you know. Must be that drawing of Bertrude. (laughs) Clearly that is the optimum. (laughs) Amber is surprisingly dexterous, a person. But isn't very enthusiastic, so it was just kind of aggressively... Like, passive-aggressively dancing. So I see Riley come back, like, pissing blood from... You see Riley come in, and you're like, huh, Riley's a bit hunched over. 
bit odd. Maybe they've been crouched for a long time. Because it has been several hours. You good? Then Riley comes past you and there's just, like, blood. (laughs) There's blood on your carpet. Just have that cleaned. (laughs) This is why we have a back door. (laughs) Don't lie on the table. I will staple your back shut or something. (laughs) staple your back shut <laughs> and second I sincerely hope you haven't gotten blood on Crowley's beloved door there is blood on the door <laughs> oh no we're gonna <laughs> leave it there just for blood are you going to point out a chat that there's blood on the door <laughs> maybe <laughs> oh no <laughs> you won't know no at least until this episode comes out You'll know on Tuesday if he rolls well enough. <laughs> Can Mariella take out, I don't know, some duct tape or a sewing kit to sew Riley back up? You have you have um decent medical supplies that Riley filched in a previous episode, so you can actually There is gauze and things you can use to stop it from leaking everywhere. Then set something on your back. Do you want some help with that? Are you any good with medical supplies? I don't know, am I? <laughs> I mean, you've done your fair share of sewing, so, you know, stitching a wound, stitching some clothes, it's not that different. Yeah, stitching is... Stitching, stitching is stitching. <laughs> I am good at stitching. Stitch me up. I'll stitch Riley up. Uh, Bite down on this stick. <laughs> you have a stick now. <laughs> But yes, okay, I uh, finesse, I guess. Good news, I have one dot in that. <laughs> Which means one dice, I believe. Yes. Okay, because I don't want to accidentally stab Riley in the back of the head or something. Can I use the extra d6 I won in this? Yes, you can. Yay. Context, I won an extra d6 in a D&D game by sassing Matt. <laughs> I died. It was worth it. Um, that's a three and a six. Eight six, easy. It is new. Smiley face blaster on top. <laughs> yes, you get a, you get a bit of gauze that Mar- Mariella has like taken some nail polish out and like drawn a smiley face on. It's remarkably wholesome, even if you only see it in a mirror. Okay, now, without sounding rude, would you mind telling me what the fuck happened? Um, I think she's on the ship, but I don't know how long for. And I'm assuming somebody decided to use you as a dartboard. That's the term for it, I guess. Darts is good fun, but you're not supposed to throw them at people. So I can talk. Where I where I came from, that's how it normally worked. Long darts was a lot more fun where Riley came from. In another universe, Damien's like, but that's how I play darts. With people. <laughs> Damien's let's play darts. <laughs> darts just with LB tied to the boards. Why are you like this? 
<laughs> Virian singing loudly at 3am. Damien, I'm just going to play darts with some victims. Oh, that's nice. You're teaching them how to play. No. We've established this is the sort of thing that happens in the Warlock's God trailer. Varian sings Dolly Parton songs and Damien summons demons in the night and throws knives at Varian's spellbook. We have a rule. We can't be doing them at the same time, otherwise they interfere with each other. Demons will have, want to know why they can only work 9 to 5. <laughs> the demons have to work very specific hours. Damien is not pleased by this. I think this is kind of what led to us going, we want more Warlock Squatter. We want a Warlock Squatter. Demons want a living wage, apparently. <laughs> We're not sure about this. Did you find out for sure that this person was on there? Well, they used very specific terms, like the special cargo and stuff like that. Oh, that's an indication, or it could be a shipment of coin. In that they, to in say. That they wouldn't. In that they wouldn't trust it to be in a regular house at the moment. Okay. So that sounds like Well, it's not a sure thing, but we don't have anything else to go on, so... Uh, too many people for me to take a proper look. Right, so... Mario does that thing where she rubs, you rub your hands together. Where should we go next? I think we need to convene with Rosalind's bodyguard. Ariella claps at the dancers. Okay, people, time for a break. They all collapse to the ground because it has been four hours. And you did not give them a water break or anything. Here's some water. <laughs> Here's a barrel. Here's a barrel and like several straws or something. <laughs> it's a fishbowl, but for hydration. All right. Whilst that's happening in the corner. You want to convene with... Stansman. You know he'll be outside the Kellen's pub a bit later. Is there anything you want to do before that? Uh, not that I can think of. At the moment, anyway. Anything Mariella wants to do now that you know she might be on the ship? Um, not that I can think of. Cool. That's fine. Then we will go to... Dramatic time noises. Woo! It is third bell. You kind of sidle up. You get to Char Hollow. And you wander over to nearby Kellen's pub. Easiest way to describe the size of Kellen's pub is it's like the Excel Center where EGX was. It's that fucking big. There are so many like bars set up within it. It essentially takes up a street of its own, really. From all like the sprawling food stores that go with it. And the drinking space and pool tables and dartboards, etc. Riley feels concerned when she sees the dartboard. She's like, oh no. <laughs> I look for Damien. You have no idea who it is, but you have a feeling somewhere there's a knife coming towards you. You stop that. Damien sucks. Mavirian, I want to stab this person in another universe. 
You can stab somebody, but you're aiming the knife at Wyatt's face. Move it down a few inches. So it's not, like, at his eye level. Aims at his groin. (laughs) (laughs) How about I end his bloodline? Put in the chat with no context. The Wyatt Stanton. Put in the chat with no context, like in asterisks, Damien emasculates Wyatt. I'm gonna put Damien castrates Wyatt. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> and let's go to the vet, Wyatt. <laughs> no, but you kind of, you linger on the outskirts and you can see Stanton kind of wanders up to the pair of you. It leans on the wall in that, in that I'm a loitering youth douchebag kind of way. So, boss man wouldn't budge, still thinks it's either some kind of prank. I mean, even had the audacity to fucking suggest it was something to do with you, Riley. So you don't know much about me. Oh, he knows you're a bad influence, so. It's sort of being a prank, I guess. I mean, that's what he does, but... He at least didn't question me about the coin. He's noticed it's not there, but at least he's not having me arrested for it. (sighs) Right, so from a semi-interesting investigation, I think she's on the ship at the moment, the main main blood hunter ship. The big one. Yeah. Oh, all right. I found I notes play. about. I found notes about valuable cargo that can't be hidden in houses. That's very much how they sound. Yeah. That just. That sounds like her. Uh, it does. I wouldn't keep Rosalind in a house. She's... She's gone remarkably good at getting out of restraints. That's I mean, you go that. through enough kidnapping attempts, you get used to it. Okay, so are we want, are we waiting for them to come here, or are we going to them? Not because the ship's... The ship is crawling the guards and workers. We could meet them coming off the ship. There's only one way off. Onto the docks. Yeah, so that's also a lot, of, a lot of them to deal with. Depends how good at talking you're feeling. I'm a good talker. But she's a good talker. Point into Mariella. Because you literally are the fucking spider. <laughs> All hail the spider. All hail the Red Queen. All hail the Red Queen. You've gone over this. Riley has a mouth she can talk. Talking skills. All my skills are tinkering and prowling. Infinite. 
You people are exhausting. That is true. Fine. What do you want me to do? Oh, I'm still working it out. Um. Mariella so rolls right to the heavens. So we have that option. Mariella gets that. possessed. Ignore, ignoring the obnoxious eye roll. So either we can bullshit our way through it when they come off the ship. Another option is create a distraction to try and get some of them off the ship. Or we can try and do the negotiation right there instead of letting them come here and set up. Meet him halfway, catch him off go for the negotiation. What do you think, Mariella? Mariella doesn't really know this person at all. Know a lot about the situation. What you know of kind of I mean Family members of nobles getting kidnapped and then ransomed back is commonplace. It's as common as fucking Rotatos. It's. You're used to it. They don't. They tend to go fine, even if some bits are. some wrenches are thrown in the plan. It's normally active hostility from either party that sends it tits up. So basically, if we walk in all guns blazing, shit's going to break loose. If you walk in guns blazing, Rosalind will be dead. Approach this calmly and methodically, because from what I can see, we don't have all the time in the world. In a meta sense, you have an hour. <laughs> So walk in, give back, please, and then leave again. <laughs> Let's give. Thank. <laughs> Thank. Thousand blessings upon your family, or something like that. Shame upon your cow. I mean, what? <laughs> shame. Just walk in and be like, shame on you. <laughs> very <laughs> naughty. How <laughs> very dare you? Oh, thou know who I am. The council hath decided you must give her back. The council hath <laughs> decreed you must return the precious. And then Gollum appears in the corner like, PRECIOUS! People are so fucking weirded out, they give her back. <laughs> <laughs> the power of random bullshit saves the day. We all go to Mackie's. It's a perfect time to have Thunderstep. <laughs> Thunderstep, the perfect way to get your throat slit. Touche. <laughs> well, if someone teleported next to me in the middle of a hostage situation, I'd stab them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it literally just would be a ah! stab. That's your Damien. Stab. Oh, wait. Ah, stab again. <laughs> no, it would just be stab. Oh, you're my friend. Stab, 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 stab. Friend stabs. 
It's like hugging, but with knives. Stabs in friendly. <laughs> Stabs in friendship. For God's sake, I've just cleaned this floor. Right. There's no use standing around here like lemons. Let's go. I'm just going in underprepared, really. That's all. Well, whatever suggestions do you have? You can go in now and call flashbacks during the encounter if you think of something. That's what the mechanic's there for. Mario put, Mariella puts on a new coat of lipstick and still walks in. Like she owns the place. Plus, you have a load, so you can just say you have an item. You only need to worry on stress when you're at seven, eight, and nine. <laughs> You're not that bad um, right now. Yeah, let's start. Yeah, let's start heading that way. Alright, hello's gone. Bye. Stanton is also gone. Bye. You just hear the Sorry. click clack of her shoes in the Sorry. distance. Bye. <laughs> you know, Alex forgot to mention it, but um, Riley's ditch like the thieves gear from it, like the hood, like the hood and the mask and stuff. Just because obviously I was spotted with that. I I was assuming you had ditched it, considering it's covered in blood. Just in the wash basket now. Alex just forgets to mention these things, despite the characters not wouldn't forget these sort of things. Alex forgets a lot of things. Alex is talking in the third person again. Alex is being relatable right now. Alex's brain has decided life is not worth living. Mood. And honestly, mood. Right. It sounds like we're coming up on an engagement role here. I say that because we are. I believe we are actually doing our first deception. Huh. Because lure, trick, or manipulate. I'd argue you're kind of manipulating them by not agreeing to their terms. You're not trespassing unseen because, you know, you're walking up and being like, give, please. You're not punching them. You're not summoning Satan. That's an option. I mean, the occult one, you can literally, you have to, the detail you give is the arcane method, so you could summon a demon, and that would be your way in. Just gonna make a note of that. It's either social or deception, depending on what you want. Social, I'm not entirely sure, because it's kind of, the detail you need is the actual connection, and I'm like, it's a kidnapping, that's your connection. <laughs> I'm gonna call it, I'll call it deception just for variety's sake. And because you are trying to play mild mind games with these guys. So, one for luck, as always. Is this bold or daring? I mean, yes. You are bargaining with a girl's life here. <laughs> That's another one. Do you expose a vulnerability of the target or hit them where they're weakest? 
Unless you can make an argument for it, I don't believe so. Mm. Many of your friends or contacts provide aid or insight. Considering one of your contacts is the one that kidnapped right now. <laughs> Say no. Are there any other elements you want to consider? There is an ongoing thing in the district that you're not aware of, but I am. That gives you an extra dice. Take it and run. That is three. What level of load are you both going in with? Light, medium, or heavy? Medium. Don't fix what ain't broken. Fair. I'll go medium as well, because normally, I normally go medium. That is fine. We have medium load. Let's do it. So keep note of that. Which is five items? Yeah. Yeah. We have the engagement roll. We have a four and two five, so that is success with a complication. So I'm going to say you get to you get there fine. You stood there. Stanton's got the pile of coin on him. He's basically got a sack by his feet because it's bloody heavy. <laughs> You're all kind of stood on the gangplank, arms folded, waiting. And coming out from the ship is... Your complication is Rosalind is not immediately brought off the ship. So you get four sea, sea people. Sea people. Sea people. Four of the crew come down, including the beefy sea guy, the beefy seaman who caught you earlier. Riley, does he recognize you? Four. He's kind of squinting at you suspiciously, but he's not blocked you yet. And they kind of pause when they see the three of you together. It's kind of the big, the guy with ripcord arms takes a step in front of the three lackeys and raises his voice. So, can we help? I think we can help each other here. Okay. How do you propose we do that? I've never met you before in my life. Well, I believe you have something that we want, and we have something that you want. <laughs> you point to get the money. Yes. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> kind of peers round you to see the pile of coin at Stanton's feet. And he glances again at Riley and looks at Stanton and is like, How much is there? Wait, no, that's Stanton. How much is there? Stanton kind of looks at the pair of you and is like, 25, as agreed. And he's kind of whispering among the men. <laughs> We're like, Ooh, money! But in, you know, more see people mature way. Our money. Our cash booty. Give us the money. I don't know. Everything is insanity. Maybe they all speak like, our money, money. <laughs> Give us good, yes. A 
context, like 25 coin could get you an apartment or operate a small business for the rest of your life. Dang. Yeah, this shit mask. The the unnamed sea person kind of looks at you lot and is like, "Are you are you here for the girl?" Yes, Riley and don't have tongues anymore. Not asking you to roll anything right now. This is just a conversation. Girl? That's the one. I'll give you, she's a hell of a fighter. Broke the nose of three of my good men. <laughs> Riley's like, yeah. <laughs> Also refuses to stay tied up. I don't know how she gets out of half these ropes, honestly. Alright. What we're gonna do is your man there. Stunning. You're gonna edge a bit closer and you're gonna show me what's in that bag. And I will get two of my guys here to go fetch the girl so you know she's fine. And we're gonna do a trade in the middle if I can tell that the coin is actually there and you ain't filled the bag with I don't know dog bones or whatever. Anything you want to add? I'm assuming he the bag is actually full of coin. As far as you're aware, yes. Because if we get shafted because of this guy, I'm gonna be pissed. Not that I can think of. Derek, Andrew, get the girl. Two of them peel off and go up and descend down and there's kind of an awkward five minute wait before you see their heads pop up from under the deck again and between them with her hands bound looking a bit roughed up but not like injured injured it's very much she put up a fight and got dirty because of it is Rosalind her dress is a bit torn. It's very annoying. And she's missing both her shoes. You think she might have thrown them at someone. Because <laughs> sometimes when she's at home, she wears like nice heels. So she may have tried to spear a guy's eye with them. Nice. We stand a queen. But they kind of stand at the top of the gangplank. Far enough away that you can see her, but you can't like immediately yeet her away from them. Stanton kind of edges forward with the bag and it opens it and you can actually see the money in it. There is money in there. Both kind of go, well, that would set me for life and this is where it's going. I'm so with this. And you kind of see the muscle boy, Popeye wannabe over here. It saunters forward. He is, he has all the cap all the confidence of a captain he is like he's right he's within strangling distance of the three of you and he's not ruffled at all as he kind of peers and kind of pokes through the bag okay it's all there riley i'm gonna ask you a question what did you change into after mariella stitched you up and put a bunch of gauze on you other than me sneaky sneaky gear i've probably just got like commoners clothes 
answer me this honestly. Okay. What color are they? When you think of Riley in like her non I'm a thief clothes, what kind of colors would she wear? Well, to be completely honest, the her stealthy clothes are black and bits of brown, like the gear in the sleeves are purple on that. So she probably would orientate those sort of colours. So maybe obviously cheap clothes are just one solid colour, so maybe just like a brown shirt. And all like the straps and stuff for the feast gear is um off at the moment. I'm going to roll to see if he can tell you've got bandages under your shirt. Because that kind of wound you have to bandage quite heavily because every movement of your shoulder aggravates it. Because it, he hit you like right in the muscle. So. He has two in Oh, you are garbage. You're one in the three, so he doesn't notice. <laughs> Thankfully. But he does kind of pin you with a look for a while. Then steps back. Alright. I'm gonna leave the money there. You're gonna leave the money there. She's gonna walk. You're gonna take a few steps back. And she will walk to you. Once she gets to you, do whatever the fuck you want. Leave, get out of my sight. Not my problem. We'll take the bag. We part on equal terms. You try and screw us at all. And, well, maybe I'll use you as fuel for the next trip. Happy? Stanton's, like, shifting from foot to foot, looking at Rosalind, like, it's kind of... Stanton, you all watch as Rosalind's kind of nudged down the gangplank. She walks past the two who kind of chilled. Derek and Andrew leave, like, stay where they are. She walks past the other grunt. She walks past Beefy Boy, whipcord arm, and kind of pauses her and mutters something to her. And she goes pale, but she doesn't stop walking. Kind of walks and she gets to the bag and sees the money. In a very regal walk, kind of walks and stands alongside you lot. There's an awkward pause as Andrew steps forward and kind of starts dragging the bag towards the ship because it's heavier than he can carry, while Stanton and Rosalind are having a hug right now. This beefy guy kind of eyes the group of you. He's like, I'm guessing from the unfamiliar faces, the dad didn't send you. Um, is this the main guy? This is old whipcord arm guy. The others are all kind of dispersing. He's just staying there, not giving a shit. I'll say to it. I say to him, 
I think we can leave it at that, and I'll flick him a coin piece. One coin. Alright. He snatches it out of the air with not even looking at it. Kind of with the dexterity of a man who's so used to blades flying at him that he's like, meh. This is fine. Examines it. Slips it in a pocket. Gives you both kind of a cheeky bow. And as he walks away, he kind of looks over his shoulder. And goes, next time you try to break onto the ship of Captain Strangford, maybe don't stand behind the door. I'm not that stupid. And kind of wanders back onto his ship. Yes, you have just met Strangford, who is the captain of that ship and one of the city council. So he now knows both of your faces. So that's a problem for later us. <laughs> there are so many problems for later you lot. Um, flashback. Yep. Um because how shitty the streets are and I know in Rosalind probably doesn't like getting doesn't like probably carries a spare pair of shoes because if her shoes get crappy it's a bad look I have a spare pair of shoes in her size which I'll hand to her yeah she hasn't got any shoes on you get that for free that's fine put that on your load I guess shoes shoes yeah normal things shoes I don't certainly think I just hand her the shoes. She puts on said shoes. She also kind of like rips her dress a little bit so it's a bit more feasible for walking and also she gets rid of like a large blood stain from the bottom. It's not her blood. But you know, it doesn't really suit kind of the pale yellow that she had going. I mean silly question, but how are you? Confused more than anything. None of this makes any sense. <sighs> no politics is complicated, but my father's not involved in the Leviathan blood industry. He's nothing to do with that. It's... Do you think my research their attention very well be something to do with that I think well I'm not stopping yeah, just keep an extra hour right yeah yeah I won't give Stanton the night off anymore Stanton's like like I'd leave if you told me to Thank you for coming to get me, and thank you for helping, even though you don't know me. She addresses that second bit to Mariella. Not a worry. As Riley can probably tell you, my family has some decent connections, so if you're in need of something, but maybe the higher up in society are more likely to come across. Get in touch. 
I should be able to help you out on that front. Which is code for you can write that you have Rosalind as a friend option. But no, those two are going to go a slightly separate direction to you on the way back. But really, that's it. You got very lucky with your choices, I will say. But the heist was literally get her back. You could have gone sneaky, sneaky, stealthy, stealthy, stabby, stabby. But sometimes an upfront approach where you just do what you're told is the best one in this kind of city. Problem is with the sneaky, sneaky, stabby, stabby is if it did go wrong, which realistically, with rolling these, it can very much go wrong. You've got the issue of she could have died if it went wrong. She could have died. This is the kind of game where you can... I have less qualms about killing off characters. Yeah, it's, with it's D&D, a I'm a bit more... I want people's like stuff to develop. With Blades, it is a system where... A knife fight can go wrong and you'll die. Yeah, it's a system designed where if you fuck up, it's probably going to kill you. You'll either die or you'll be traumatized, and that's... That's life, baby. <laughs> Circle of life, question mark. But no, I'll call it there for that, because that leads nicely into the Arc Zero finale, which we'll have the rest of, which we'll have Chad and Matt here as well for. Thank you for listening to this episode of Dice and Suffering. If you enjoyed it, check out everyone involved in the description and find the rest of the episodes on all podcasting platforms or at themindgame.org. And may your dice rolls go well, though we all know they won't. <laughs>